episode 56, Holistic Nutritionist and Shared Space. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today, and today, we're going to hear Dr. Brian Statton's perspective. Join 2017 Podcast Awards-nominated host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, as he gets a rarely seen look into the specialties of all types of doctors and guests, plus marketing, travel tips, struggles, goals, and relationship advice. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. What's going on? We had a functional medicine, Dr. Debbie Bright, just the other day. And now we've got Dr. Brian Stanton, a chiropractor and functional nutritionist. He likes to say holistic nutritionist, right? I want to let you know what's coming up. We have got a month of acupuncture, facial acupuncture, naturopath and acupuncture, emotional trauma, uh, someone who just graduated over the last year. So really looking forward to the next month. The book, Needleless Acupuncture, will finally be ready for sale. So you know I'm jazzed up about that. Well, look, today in the episode, you should hear about different spaces to work in. spas, other people's offices, your own office, and his opinion on that. What is a holistic nutritionist? He'll go through some really cool stories throughout. Everybody loves a good story, right? And a product that he recommends for your basics. Actually, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let him introduce it about halfway into the show. Thanks for tuning in. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash five six. Like us and five star rate us on your favorite podcast app. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China, we got a great guest today. He hails all the way from the United States. Please welcome Dr. Brian Stanton. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Well, hey, no problem. I appreciate you being on the show as well, taking time out of your uh, busy schedule while you're treating patients. I always like to jump in, letting people know, how did you decide to become uh, a chiropractor versus all the things that you could be? Well, I was exposed to it as at an early age. My mom used to go to the chiropractor. I, I actually grew up seven miles from Texas Chiropractic College in the Houston area. And um, she used to go to, actually, he was a legally blind chiropractor. And so uh, we really liked the way we felt afterwards. And we liked the adjustment. And we used to fight over who, get to, who got to go, you know, with my mom because she used to go at least once a month. So I was exposed to an early, you know, to it at an early age. Very cool. I went to Texas Chiropractic. Where did you end up going? Oh, I went to Texas Chiropractic College because it was convenient. <laughs> I hear that. Would you say that the schools, I don't know if you keep up with, with all the, the drama in schools. Do you think it's changed much to preparing students to get out there and actually be a practicing doctor versus a technician? I don't really keep track of all the drama if there's drama. Um, I think I've only, and this is, I mean, in my opinion, it's all, I've always been to the opinion that it doesn't really, at least when I graduated, I don't think it really matters where you go to chiropractic college as long as you get a good, well-rounded education. And the way I've kind of viewed chiropractic college is, um, you know, some of them are more, some of them give you a wide variety and open you up to different modalities and treatment uh, types of protocols. Texas chiropractic was more medical driven. So it, it just... As long as you can, you know, as long as you're taught to not hurt the patient, to treat the patient, give them the best care, and get results, I think that's really all that matters. And obviously, prepare to pass the boards, because if you don't pass the boards, you can't practice. Exactly. I think that schools do a great job with that. Like, we're going to get you to pass this test, you know? Yeah. But as far as drama, okay. I, don't really keep in, I don't really keep in touch with all that kind of stuff. It doesn't, I don't even... 
I don't even know if there is drama. So that that's news to me. Okay, good. Well, it's all the we go to school and you can't market. You don't know how to market. You don't know how to like you know do a good report for your patients. I, all that stuff. I don't know about how it is with guys today because I haven't I haven't hired any new associates or anything. But um, okay. I do agree with you that that was a problem. Uh, if it still is a problem, it was a problem. Uh, well, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to do the math here. 15 over 15 years ago when I graduated, um, I didn't really feel adequately prepared for the business side of it, if that's what you're getting at. And a lot of people, regardless of, and a lot of people, regardless of what school they went to, have the same okay. complaints. So that really hasn't changed. Yeah, everybody, even the physical therapists say the same thing. If they want to go out on their own, they're like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> so what what I did is, um, and I think this is um, you know something that is worth saying, and I, you know, a lot of Unless you have the funds to start on your own, I think the best thing to do is kind of go under someone's wing. And then I started out as I got on my own. I was under different. I was I practiced under three different practices in six years, and then I finally uh, broke out on my own. And um, as I broke out on my own, I, I really I basically sublease from another uh, place, and I that way I can keep my overhead low. And if, unless you have the funds to not do that, I think that's the best way to do it is start start small and get bigger. Well, let's, let's dive into that for a second because I had heard – I had a management company one time trying to help me you know, so I don't make these business mistakes. And one of the options was like, why don't I just rent space from another chiropractor who doesn't have enough I mean, rooms available? Do you recommend that versus maybe working at like – maybe find a massage clinic or an osteopath clinic or just a natural any, – anything else? It just – subleasing from somebody else besides the chiropractic profession because then it's like who gets the new patients that day or does right. it always go to the main clinic? Right. What do you think? I, think? I think it can work either way, honestly. I think if if you're willing to um, go in with, like, let's say, two or three or four other chiropractors in a practice and you're going you're gonna to lease a room from them, um, maybe you share the front desk and maybe you don't, but you're the advantages to doing that is if, you know, you have, you've got other heads and other eyes there to, to, to kind of feed off each other. And if you have any, you know, you want to discuss cases with, if you have all these things in, in common, you can do that. I actually did that. You know, I, I worked for other chiropractors uh, as an independent associate for a few years, and then I actually shared overhead with another chiropractor. Um, the only thing is that it didn't lift off the ground as much as I'd like it to. So I kind of got away from that, and and now what I'm doing in the past five years is I'm subleasing from a medi spa. So I'm the only chiropractor in the medi spa, and so it's kind of good because they're more of van- they're more about vanity and aesthetics, and I'm more about function and nutrition and health. And so um, I can refer them patients, and they can refer me patients. So it kind of works out better that way, I think, for me. Ah, now when you're in a medi spa, is that kind of like the um, what kind of practice can you have in there? I'm guessing you're doing. Are you still doing rehab? Is no, it more I don't. A, I, adjustments only. Yeah, pretty much. I do adjustments and nutritional consultations, and I do functional medicine. So I'm ordering lab work and nutrient tests and interpreting those for patients. And I don't have an X-ray unit here, so there's a diagnostic imaging center within five miles um, that are actually owned by chiropractors. So I send my patients down there um, if I need to, and that way I don't have the overhead of and the expense of 
upkeeping up an x-ray machine and all that kind of stuff. And I can share liability for interpretation and all that kind of stuff. So, so I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible is basically, and it's working out for me. So is that an avenue that some people should look at like a Medispa? I never really thought about working in one of those types of environments. Um, but you've been doing it for five years. So it's profitable with, it's something that you would recommend maybe for other doctors to follow suit. Sure. I mean, it, if it, if you find a niche and kind of works for you, then yeah, do it. But like I said, I've, I worked the first practice I worked out of, I worked for another doctor who, um, she ran a, uh, more of a family practice. She had a nutrition diplomat, but she didn't really use it very well, you know, aggressively or very effectively. Hmm. And I did all the radiology in there and I adjusted, you know, some of her patients. Then I moved on from there to a multidisciplinary type of practice who had medical doctors they had uh, that were mainly running it was, it was more of a it was more of a rehab type of place where the medical doctors and the oversaw the physical therapist and they did um, workers compensation and then what I did is uh, mm-hmm. more PI work and I was the radiologist okay. on site it, it, it was it was easy but it was kind of boring it wasn't really challenging for me after a while after I got it down to pat so I just wanted to delve more into the nutrition functional medicine side of it. So when I responded to an ad for another chiropractor that was kind of doing that, I, I I took that and I ran with it and I learned under him for about five years. And then as I was doing that, I was I was getting my nutrition dip, uh, uh, applied clinical nutrition certification and all the all the. Uh, um, uh, continuing education classes I did were more nutritionally and functionally medicine uh, approached. So that's kind of my niche. So I don't, I actually have a physical therapist right across the parking lot from me. So if I need to refer anybody over there for rehab, I can, I refer other, I purpose and things like that. Very good. What, when you were talking functional medicine, how many, I don't know if you want to say hours or what kind of classes, what become, what makes you certified? Because I think outside of our own little profession, nobody knows what that means. It, they don't care. It's kind of like, I got to diplomate nutrition. I got to diplomate in radiology. They're like, well, that don't mean anything to me. So if you could take a minute, explain how that's impressive. And then, and, uh, and then I want to ask you some more questions about like the functional medicine side of like, what do you look at? How do you treat it? Are there certain labs companies that you use, you know, things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of companies out there. Um, I've used quite a few. I've kind of, I've I've kind of settled down to a few that I use that work for me. So basically I guess what, what I like to call myself other than a chiropractor, a doctor of chiropractic is a holistic nutritionist who practices functional medicine. And what that means is, okay, for example, um, You'd be surprised, though. A lot of people know more, at least in, in the Houston area, a lot of people know what functional medicine doctor is. They know that they're looking at the big picture, not just they're treating the person holistically, a whole body, not just, um, um, you know, they're looking at the big picture. In other words, that's the way D.D. Palmer looked at it, honestly, because if you study, you know, we, st- we all took philosophy classes in chiropractic college, and structure was just mm-hmm. one of the three pillars, right? So right. you have your straight chiropractors who folk, folk, fun, uh, focus on structure, right? And that's important. Um, but you also have the emotional side of it or the psychological side of it. Uh, and you also have the toxicity side of it. So when you, what 
Well, functional medicine, you know, practicing functional medicine, that means, okay, I'm looking at, okay, are they being exposed to toxins, environmental toxins, whether that be heavy metal toxicities or chemicals. We live in a chemical world, so we're all being exposed to these things. It's just a matter of are these things affecting their immune systems and their function, their muscles, their nerves, their brain, to where it can actually be the cause of the structural problem. And nutritionally speaking, right, nutrition – so that's real, like. Oh yeah, that's totally real. Even on okay. the unseen energies, like electromagnetic stress. Have you ever heard of this? I did. Yeah, so um, I've I've seen really crazy things happen with people that are exposed to electromagnetic fields and they don't even know it. Um, I'll just give you a quick example of one of my patients. Um, she she's actually the one coming in today. Uh, she's been a patient of mine for over ten years, and um, she comes about once a month just for maintenance and, and um, you know, to keep to keep up her health. When she first came to me, she had a history of uh, breast cancer. But the main reason she came to me wasn't, I'm not treating the breast cancer, I'm treating her. But um, she came, she had been through two bouts of chemo and she was, I guess she was in remission. But the problem was she came to me, this is the reason she came to me. She was tired, she was uh, stressed out, she had insomnia, she couldn't sleep. And um, she was pretty much at her wit's end, and nobody had an answer for her. So when I saw her, of course, structurally she was messed up, but functionally, in other words, she had nutritional deficiencies. But on the th- probably the third visit when I analyzed her, I found out she was being exposed to electromagnetic field, and I told her to rent a Gauss meter, which measures that because we can't see them. She took it home. She checked her uh, first place. I tell people is to check your bed, right? Because that's where you spend the majority of time in one place. So she took it home. She mm-hmm. checked her bed. It was fine, right? Uh, the needle wasn't registering at all. She um, she woke up in the middle of the night, just like she always does, because she had insomnia. She woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't go back to sleep. So she she reached over, turned a Gauss meter back on, and the needle was all the way to the right. She's like, what's going on? Whoa. It was a zero before. So through process of elimination, what she figured out was – her, first of all, her bed was at her bedroom, and her bed were on the outside wall of the first floor. On the other side of that was um, her pool pump, and it was scheduled to turn on to clean her pool while she was sleeping in the middle of the night. For months, if not years, that was the case. Okay. Well, over time, that disharmonic energy she was being exposed to affected her physiology in a negative way. And that can lead to deficiencies and other problems, neurotransmitter issues, things like that. And it it definitely affected her sleep. And the reason I know that is because all she had to do to correct that problem was to reset the timer to kick on in the middle of the day when she wasn't sleeping. And literally that next night when she did that, her sleep improved. But it took her body probably two to three weeks to kind of, you know, to kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a detox or just kind of normalize it. Um, right. she, sl- she started sleeping better, and of course, I was I was supporting her nutritionally with supplements, the proper supplements. But um, it took her about two to three weeks, and she was sleeping almost normal again. And of course, obviously, if you're sleeping well, you're going to get your energy back, and you're not going to be depressed. So um, now, you know, can I prove that 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 exposure to the EM- EMPs or the EMFs that were disharmonic to her body's contributed to her cancer? No, I can't prove that. Nope. There's no way I can prove that. But there's a lot of research, especially in Europe, that um, would would say otherwise. 
you know, I was listening to a uh, Dr. Marcola was being interviewed from Dave Aspie with the Bulletproof Coffee guy. And, uh-huh. you know, headlines are always sell you. And it was talking about Wi-Fi. And they're both sound like paranoid people. They're like they, they have a special thing that they sleep in. And he plugs in everything because he's like the Wi-Fi signals. He's like, I, I'm doing a book right now on it. He's like, but I'm telling you, we were going to find is that this is causing whether you want to say causing cancer or being disharmonious to your cells. But he's like, this is having an impact on our health and might be causing some kind of heart issues, all these different things. And I just had to listen to it. And I was like, well, I don't have an opinion on this yet, but that's really fascinating that there's things coming out. There's research coming out. There's people looking into this to see if there is any long-term effects on our body, which is pretty wild to think, but not that wild. If you look, if you think about it, like that's a new thing for our body that we haven't right. had to deal with in our lifetime right so and there's ways we, you can protect yourself from that uh you know even if i have a few patients who fly a lot for business because they work in the oil and gas inter, you know sector and so they're flying to right. you know, dubai they're flying to china they're flying to you know venezuela other countries you know europe england whatever so they fly a lot and of course when you're flying you're you're being exposed to magnetic fields through all the wiring of the aircraft, but also all the rotation, the high rotation RPMs of the engines. Hmm. Well, so I, I give them the tools they need to, to do that as well. So it's just, it's just extra protection. There's no way we can avoid all these things, but we can do our best to try to buffer, you know, the effects of them. Right. Is there, is there like a website we can visit for that or is it nutritional product based or? Um, well, one of the one of the doctors that I kind of tutored under, or you know, was kind of my mentor when I was doing some of uh, when I first started getting into the nutrition side of it and learning about that and applied nutrition, how to how to integrate that into my practice was Doctor John Brimhall. So at the time, he recommended okay. a device called a Total Shield, um, and you could go to their website. I believe it's BrimhallWellness.com. Um, and then there's little multipolar magnets that you can get to protect yourself and buffer yourself from those things as well. If it's if it's you know something like flying or whatever. And then you've probably heard of Nikon. I, I've I've never sold Nikon products or anything like that. They're out of Japan, but they have a they have products like that to protect yourself as well. Okay, I think I'm, when I was in Colorado, I think somebody was selling those kind of magnetic massagers or something yeah they have a blanket you can take on board a plane and it's got magnets and it's supposed to buffer you as well i've never used it but i've had other people who did and they swear by it okay when we're talking functional medicine what what are some of the misconceptions that you have to i don't know discuss with the patients or um maybe yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with what are some of the misconceptions that you have when you when you deal with patients with functional Well, medicine? it's just a matter of really educating the patient. I mean, that's 90% of what we do anyway, right? As as doctors. Um, mm-hmm. so I have patients who I I'd say probably 15% of my patients are strictly they come in for structural treatments. They come in to be they want to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. I have probably about the same percentage who come in strictly for nutritional advice and direction because I'm going to put them on a good eating plan. I'm going to put them on, you know, the exact supplements that they need uh, that are, you know, backed by science or whatever. So, but I'd say the majority of my patients, the vast majority, probably 60, 70% of them 
are doing both. They're doing the structural and the nutritional and the functional medicine side. So when I say functional medicine, I mean, okay, yes, I'm, I'm treating the patient as a whole, but I'm also giving them, I'm giving them a recommendation for diet for, for, you know, what they're, what they need to eat. I'm also putting them on the right supplements mm-hmm. for them. It's a customized supplement program. Uh, and I'm also measuring them. So a patient can come to me and say, Hey, you know, for example, if we're just talking structural, right, maybe they have back pain and maybe it's a eight out of 10, right? Well, right. three months down the road, three months down the road, I might, I might get them to a two or a one or maybe even a zero. Let's just say I cut it in half to a okay. four, right? And they're like, Hey, you know, I, I'm doing better, but I'm not doing as good as I need to. Then, you know, if I'm only treating them uh, structurally, then I'm missing out on some possible causes of their pain, right? So yeah. it, could, it could be an adrenal problem. That's why they're having back pain. Or it could be a kidney, you know, chronic low-grade kidney infection that need, nobody, no doctor's trying, you know, nailing down and um, they're, not, they're not addressing the situation. Or it could be a scar. It could be a, a scar on their body that hasn't been addressed that's causing a referred uh, – Pain because there's viscerosomatic pain and there's also you know somatic somatic and you know uh, psychosomatic and all that stuff. It could yeah. be an emotional problem. Every scar, regardless of where it is on the body, has an emotional connection because it's an emotional reaction, right? Most of the time, when you get a scar, it's either from surgery or from injury, and neither of, neither one of those are are uh, pleasant emotionally speaking, right? But and some right. can cause problems and some scars can't. So what I'm saying is I'm evaluating. I'm looking at all these different aspects of their of their anatomy, and I'm trying to to pinpoint what's the cause of their structural problem. For example, if they're only coming in for adjustments, so I'm giving them what they need in right. the adjustment. But I'm educating. I'm giving them what they want, but I'm educating to what they actually need. And that's why a lot of them transition over to nutritional patients or functional medicine patients. And when I say functional medicine, again, I'm talking about measuring them. So if I don't, if they have a vitamin B deficiency or B complex deficiency or vitamin D deficiency, I won't know what it is and how to treat it. You know, to tr- try to get them well enough to to let them know, hey, look, this is where you were three months ago or six months ago or a year from now. This is where your baseline was. Your vitamin D was a, a 12. It was, in the, it was horrible. And now your vitamin D level is a 75. And that's why you're feeling, not only are you feeling better, but you're functioning better. Because a lot of times people may feel better, but their, their functionality may not be optimal. Or maybe they're not feeling well, yeah. but maybe they're not feeling as good as they wanted to. But I can tell that they're about to turn a corner with, with the symptoms because they're functioning better. And the reason I can tell that is through the lab work or through the nutritional testing and things like that. And that's what's key is there's a lot of labs. We've had a uh, lady a couple of weeks ago. She used certain lab tests. You're going to use certain labs. There's lots of different labs that you can use to find nutritional deficiencies, toxicities, allergies. So it's not like you, your, your functional medicine people are just guessing or using – uh, putting a pill in your hand and seeing if your arm's strong or not. It's like, no, we can check your blood. We can find out what it is. And then three or four months from now, see where you're at. And I'm, I'm guessing here, if it's better, we'll take you off of this stuff or put you on a maintenance exactly. dose or whatever. And that way you can always 
it's not like you're, you're, you've got these 15 pills, you're going to take these for the rest of your life. It's like, no, we're going to actually try to take care of the issue exactly. so that way you can get off of it and just find like a maintenance or something. Yeah, a good foundation. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, this is a funny story. It made me think of what you were t- saying, a funny story. I have a patient. She's originally from Louisiana, from New Orleans, right? And so if you know any, if you know anything about New Orleans, they like to party and they love to eat. They love their food, right? So she's been a patient she's yeah, been a patient of mine for probably 12 years, um, maybe longer. You know, she's a little overweight. She's had arthritic issues and things like that. And of course I'm I've taught her what she needs to do to minimize inflammation. And whether she does it or not, that's entirely her de- her decision, right? So I've given her the right. game plan. Well, recently I did some allergy testing on her and checked some food out. Actually, she had she had some done through me and she had some done through a, a medical doctor or whatever. And she she eliminated some of the major things that she was allergic to. And guess what? she lost a couple of pant sizes and she lost 10 pounds in like two weeks. And she feels better. So I'm like... Isn't that amazing? What what you know when you put the bo- what you need your body needs how you function better, right? It's all that. Yeah, that is wild. It. I was listening to a podcast. The guy was trying to say we always want just cookie cutter, no gluten, no dairy, no this. Eat paleo, no go keto. And really, you might even have a you might go really well for keto for a while, and then it doesn't help work anymore. Then you got to go. You got to switch it. You got to switch it. And. uh I don't know how much there's credibility there is to like eat for your blood type. You remember that book? Yeah, I use a lot of that information to design my eating plan for my patients. Now, it's not an end-all, be-all, but there's okay. a lot of truth to it. There's a lot of truth to it, yeah. Right, because if you don't have the time or the money to, to take all these tests, because sometimes none of these tests can get expensive, yeah. and some people you know, obviously are on a budget. But if you just were like, okay, let me get a book, uh, follow a certain kind of diet, and then see how you respond, and then you can always, like they say, eliminate and then add back, like get off dairy for yeah. a while, start implementing it back. If you start gaining weight or having diarrhea or something, oh, maybe you shouldn't eat so right. much dairy. That's not good for you exactly. individually. So the O blood types, for example, dairy is one of their, you know, poisons. So, um, I mean, it's oh. like Satan to them, right? It's, it's like the devil to them. So what I normally <laughs> tell them, I say, look, if you're trying to lose weight and you keep eating dairy products, good luck because of the, the hormones and all that kind of stuff that are involved in it and, and so I tell people, look, you know, for example, somebody who's an O blood and want to lose weight or they have sinus problems, I'm like, look, eliminate dairy. And sometimes they'll give me a, you know, they push back and say, oh, I love dairy. I could never do that. I yeah. And I'm like, just trust me and yeah. do it for three weeks. Okay. And after three weeks, you can invite your friends and have a big old dairy party and go to town. Okay. So normally the, I've had a few patients who took me up on the challenge and guess what happened? After they had their little dairy day, mm-hmm. guess what happened? They realized how bad it made them feel and how inflamed it made them feel. So <laughs> You should encourage that more yeah, often. Prove yeah. it to them. So you're right. If they don't have a lot of money to take these tests, um, I just try to give them the, the, the best information I can give them at the time and say, look, do this first. And then you know, down the road, if we want to do some diagnostic testing that's a little deeper, then we can do that. But let's try this first and see how you do and that's what that's what we call practice and experience. Yeah. The tests make it definitive, but I can get you an educated. I don't want to call it a guess, but let's just say that there's an educated guess that we're going to have when you walk in and I get your history, and we could go from there. But it's always nicer to get concrete data so we know if it's working right. or not. So, what are some of the top two marketing tactics that you use to 
get new patients into your door? I would say the number one for me is patient, patient uh, word of mouth. So when my patients refer mm-hmm. other people to me, that's the best way to do it, and I encourage it. I'll give them product or you know discount or whatever if they do that as a reward. The other thing is, yeah, go ahead. I was like, do you have like a system that encourages referrals? I have a little in-house referral system, and I let them know from day one. And then I remind them every now and then when they, when they give me a good story and give me good feedback and how they're getting better and results and stuff like that. So um, that's the number one you know, way to get re- referrals. The other thing we do, uh, obviously now in, nowadays in this time and age, uh, social media is a big one. Although I'm not as savvy as I probably need to be or should be on social media. But if you're not on social media nowadays and you're a business owner – you um, and then I'd say probably the third thing is, you know, just just having the right tags out there for what you want on Google search or Yahoo or whatever like that. Because I, I at least a couple times a month, I, some people find me just doing a doing a search on Google or Yahoo, just you know whatever they're trying to search for. I do lectures uh, as well, so I do that occasionally. Best way to market yourself is to market yourself in a number of ways. Absolutely. When you do lectures, is it at uh, like libraries or you put it on social media and stuff like I've that? I've tried that before. It's yeah, I've tried that before. It's not very effective. Doing um, Q and A's on social media or having a topic and say hey, I'm going to be I'm going to go live on Facebook or Instagram. I'm going to be talking about this or I'm going to have this guest on. Um, and then open it up for Q&A. I think that's always a good thing. And people ask questions in between. You can go back and answer oh, them Oh, that's great because that will help you with actually getting it out there to other people because they're engaging. Oh, right. Very nice. But, you know, you have to be careful at the same time. You know, obviously, if they're not your patient, you have to be careful the the advice you give them because you don't want to give advice to them if they're not your patients. Yeah. But there's certain ways there's certain ways you can word that. To kind, of, to kind of get around but it. Those big disclaimers. I'm not your doctor. This isn't actually advice. I'm just kind of, I'm not yeah. with you today. But also you can, yeah. And then you can say, well, this is what I did for my son or this is what I, you know, it may not work for you, but this is what I did for my son or whatever. Yeah. You know? And I think there's all, it's, that's the horrible thing about like our society is somebody is going to say something and then they're going to want to sue somebody else because they tried it and it didn't work. And you're like, you're getting free advice. Like you wouldn't, you couldn't even man up and pay a bill. Right. Well, Come on. I try not to. I I try not to live my life worrying to, about getting yeah. sued, because again, I believe in the law of attraction. So um, I don't even think about that unless somebody brings it up. To be Good. honest with you. Good. But at the same time, I have to be careful. You know how I say things because yeah. you know there's people out there that are looking for the reasons. Right. Is that, that yeah? That makes sense. Cover it without being paranoid about it. As far as my goals, you asked yeah. me what my goals were. Um, as far as what it could be personal, it could be business. Like in the next five years, you know, you see yourself running a marathon or having your own place or, um, having some kind of milestone that you've been, you've been searching, like writing a book. No, or I don't have any plans on. Okay. Good question. I'll, I'll address that. First of all, I don't have any plans on running a marathon. I'm not a big <laughs> runner. In fact, I have a few patients who do half marathons and marathons. And I just kind of joke around with them and I say, you know, you're a little crazy, but I love you anyway. Um, but uh, one of my goals is honestly, you know, I can only see so many people every day in my practice. There's a there's really a limited number of people I can see every day in my right. practice. So my goal in the next two to five years is to try to reach as many people as I can 
And one, one of the ways I'm doing that is through a nutritional, it's a fitness, it's a sports nutrition and a foundational nutrition company that I've integrated into my practice. Um, I still ha- I still have accounts with other companies and I use them, but for foundational nutrition and for sports nutrition, I use this company. It's only available actually in the United States right now. Uh, the first country, we're, I think the, their expansion plans are to go to Canada and Mexico, so North America first. And then eventually we're going to go overseas to, to Asia and to Europe and, you know, Australia and other South American, other countries. But um, basically what this company did is they partnered with, have you heard of Zymogen? Yeah, yeah Zymogen's a company that does, you know, they're, you know, you have to be a medical professional up an account with them like Standard Process or NutraWest or Premier Research Labs or a lot of these other companies. Um, and they partnered with a company called ID Life. It stands for Individually Designed Life. Have you heard of it? Not really. Okay, it's only about it's less than four years old, and um, their foundational product is what they call customized nutrition. It's personally or uh, it's ID nutrition, individually designed nutrition. And so, what you what I have my patients do in order to get a regimen for the software, you take an online um, a free HIPAA compliant. That's kind of a big thing here now in the United States. You take an online private health assessment. It takes them about 10 minutes to get through. They just answer a bunch of questions. They can even put their medications in there. So it actually, this what the software does, Based there's over 10,000 different third-party studies that have been done all around the world, and they kind of pull them off a lot of from PubMed and from other sources. And um, the software designs a foundational supplement regimen for that individual. So it takes into account what medications are on, it will screen for their medication. So if the medication, for example, if the medication depletes the body of a certain vitamin or mineral and it's safe for them to take it, it will recommend that vitamin or mineral. If it, uh, if the medication, there's any contraindications for the medication for herbs or for for minerals or for uh, other things, it will block that from being in the oh. regimen. Um, I don't, I personally don't have time to scour over 10,000 peer reviewed articles to do all that. Uh, even with, with my extensive background. So um, another thing that it does is that you can put in your patient's symptoms or their medical conditions, anywhere from bloating and allergies to types of mm. cancers. Okay. So you could put that in there and it will give them what they need and block what they can't have or should not have. It knows what, it knows how old they are. It knows what, what uh, ethnicity they are. It knows their height and weight. It knows, um, whether they're male or female, it, it knows what region of the country they live in. So it takes an, it consider it knows it asks them about diet and lifestyle and, and uh, you know their exercise regimen and all that stuff. So it takes into consideration all these life things and all these personal information about them, and it designs a regimen just for them. Um, when I first started using it, I did it myself because again my practice is on the line. I don't, I don't want to recommend something new that I'm not going to do myself. So I did it for two months. I, I stopped taking the supplement regimen that I was taking before, and I started taking this one, and I noticed uh, that I had my tendonitis was like after three months or two months was about half gone. It took about four more months for it to be completely gone. I had knee, I had knee mm-hmm. tendonitis. But I was more focused. I had more concentration and less brain fog, and I had more physical energy during the day, like especially on those really busy afternoons where I'd notice – I was pushing through a lot easier. I really didn't have a lot of health complaints because I practice what I preach right, for the exactly. most part, right? 
But I took after after two months, I took about ten patients. I, this is my focus group, and I specifically chose patients that were elderly mostly and on medications from their medical doctors because I figured if it's going to help anybody, it would help them. I don't take any medications, yeah. so I skipped through that section. But they they took it, and uh, one of the first things they noticed is that um, it was one of the first things I noticed was very similar to what the regimen already had them on. But another thing that they noticed was it was less expensive compared to the regimen oh, I had really? them on. Now, now, as a doctor, I would think, it, okay, this is not a good thing right. for me, right? I'm not making as much money off my patients off the nutrition. But what I've seen in the last three and a half years since doing this, because I, I, I measured these patients over six months period of time, right? What I mean by that is I took their, I had them on their, I had them on their supplement regimen and I tested them. Okay. I did, I did nutrition test. I did blood test. I did all the, you know, typical panels that right. I would run. And I, after six months I was, I was blown away because I was getting significant results in a shorter amount of time than what I was getting before using the so other you stuff. you validated it too. Uh, totally, totally validated. And then, and, you know, during, you know, during, during a 30 day and it tells them exactly what's in it. So they like the convenience of it. They like the price point of it. And I liked it because they were more compliant and I was, I was getting better results with it. So that's when I was like, okay, from that point on eight months into it, I'm like, I got to tell everybody about this. And I've been very pleased with the results. And not only that, remember I told you I want to reach as many people as I can. That's what I'm doing through this platform because um, I've gotten I've gotten customers that are nutrition that haven't even stepped foot in my practice uh-huh. because their spouses recognize or their friends recognize, and those people may never step foot in a practice like mine. They gave them my website and they order the product, and it's okay because it's fine with me because actually, there when you go on there, it tells you what your recommendations mm-hmm. are. These technically aren't my recommendations; these are the the software rec- recommending. It. Yeah. Now I can tweak it if I need to based on the tests or based on what I think they need, which is nice. But there's also a safety uh, – it won't let them take more than what they can yeah. have of a certain nutrient or something. Because there's a lot of times where you could – But if somebody wants to – Because yeah, you could have somebody overdoing it. They're on this supplement and this supplement, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, you're getting a lot of vitamin A or way more manganese or whatever, right. and you find that that's causing issues. You can take too much of something. That's good, yeah. How, is this going to be a lot of pills right. then? So – a lot of times, for example, I mean, it depends on the individual because it's customized. It's not just one big gigantic pill. But I would say, on average, it's probably no. I'll show you what it looks like. Hold on. What's big box? Oh, okay, I see. So they're mainly capsules. Most of these are capsules. So yeah, I, um, I don't yeah, know how you can see that. It's got my name on it, and it, it it. So they take it twice a day. They take it with breakfast and they take it with dinner, and it ships straight to their house. So I don't have to have inventory. Oh, that's kind of nice, isn't it? Which is nice. Makes my. <laughs> Yeah, and um, they have control over you know when it ships to their house, the delivery date, and um, they have an option to to sign up for a re, you know a, drop ship and all that a uh, continual shipment. Yes, one of the questions that ask them on the assessment is what season of the year it is, hmm. because it actually screens for the season of the year as well. So I tell them you need to update your assessment. Okay, so like there could be allergies or something. Yeah, exactly. So I tell them you need to bare minimum update your assessment every three months based on the seasons change. Wow. But again, if they're consulting me and they're coming into my office, I'm helping them with that on a month-to-month or every three-month basis anyway. Very cool. That sounds like a pretty cool program. So right there. Um, it's been it's been very yeah it's been very transformational for my practice. And then the other thing, you know, um, you mentioned uh, bulletproof yeah. coffee earlier. 
Isn't that like a network marketing model? No, that's just one guy that sells stuff. Oh, it's just yeah. one guy? Yeah, it's like okay. you designed well, a product. They have a network marketing model, so that's how I've been able to reach. Uh, because I have, I have nurses that are, you know, quote, on my team. I've got uh, other chiropractors on my team. I've got a couple of dentists on my team. I've got normal everyday people. Um, we have uh, fitness products like a pre-workout, post-workout drink. We have a hydrate, electrolyte replenisher. We've got pro shakes. We import the, them from New Zealand. Like the whey is very clean, no hormones or anything like that. Uh, we have a vegan shake protein. We have all kinds of different products. We have well, that's uh, interesting. snack bars, protein bars, all kinds of stuff. Because you went from having different real product lines like Douglas Labs or Standard Process, which is you order yeah. it, you buy it, you upsell it, whatever you want to do into a network marketing, which, you know, People always have some kind of issue. Some people have issues with it. Some people won't. But you could have, you know, like you said, you even made less money using this program than you did with, you know, actually here's a bunch of different products. Well, per per right. patient, per patient, I did. But like I said, I've got patient, I've got customers that aren't my patients. So, and because it's a network marketing model, I'm able to leverage. I've, I've got gym owners. I've got personal trainers on my right. team. Because it's a perfect fit for them too. Because they're always asked, "What supp- what supplement should I right. be on? Right? What protein powder do you take? What should I take?" So it's perfect for them as well. So they they actually um, send me patients to grow my practice because you know people are looking for a chiropractor, and if somebody needs a personal trainer or a gym to go to, I send them to the people that are on my team Absolutely. first. So it's a great way to network as well. One of the things I really love about this, and this is probably the one major thing that got me involved in this besides a Zymogen um, connection, is that all the products in this company are non-GMO, they're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're casein-free, and there's no artificial ingredients. So no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners or anything like that. So I'm not going to recommend, yeah, I'm not going to recommend trash products to my patients because my practice is online, right? right? Especially when you've taken this much education. So that's the main reason I came on board with it uh, is because, you know, because of how clean Hmm. everything is. And then the late, the other reason is because how effective it is. So because it's a network marketing model, I'm able to actually make a lot more money leveraging other people through right. this program than I could before when I was doing all the other stuff. And I still use I still use some other things for you know if if patient if somebody gets injured or they have acute infection or whatever. This is their foundation baseline, and then if they need to add anything to it, I, I give them something temporarily. Well, that's what I like about what you're. But my website, if you. If you want to check it out, any doctors out there, including yourself, it's optimizeyournutrition.idlife.com. Another one that will work and take, take you to the same place is drstanton.idlife.com. In other words, it's drstanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N, dot idlife.com. Okay. So either optimizeyournutrition.idlife.com or drstanton.idlife.com. Either one of those will work, and you can actually take that assessment for free on there and check okay. it out. And that's what I like what you're talking about is network marketing, it kind of makes, it almost makes me think you, you went through all this education and now a computer is doing all the work for you. But what you're actually saying too is that's just for the foundation. Everybody needs something to take every day because our diet is not going to be what it needs to be. The, the way the vegetables grow in the garden aren't going to be what they used to be back in the day. And then you take all these other tests to find out everything else. Like maybe you do have some allergies. Maybe you do have um, whatever, leaky gut syndrome. And for now, you're going to need these right. other things 
on top of this. You know, you got your basis. Now you need these other things to help heal your body. And then we can get rid of those extra things and go back to just the basics. Is that kind of accurate? Okay. Building machines, cat machines, the people that service them and run them. It's all done, you know, with the, with the strip packs. And, and it's network marketing. So we do all the marketing yeah. for them. But the cool thing about this too is, you know, if I do decide to sell my practice or walk away or, you know, not practice anymore, retire, I still have my ID life business. That's true. I can't I can't sell standard process anymore when I retire. Yeah, that's true. You get all the consulting you know, and all that. You have to be you have to have an active you have to have an active license to do ah, all that. There's the catch, isn't it? Yeah. It's one thing I just wanted to say real quick. When you go to the recommendations page after you finish your assessment after, uh, on the ID Life website that I gave you, um, there's a little black Y button next to each supplement recommendation. If you click on that. It's awesome because this is the why behind – this is the science that backs it up. The first paragraph tells you a description of what the supplement is and what's in it. This, and by the way, it's all, all – we all only use the methylcobalamin and the methylfolate. Oh. We don't, it's all methylated, so it's safe for anybody who has MTHFR. Even the, even the workout supplements and any of the products that have that in there use the methyl, methyl form. Uh, the methylated form. But anyway, you click on that why button. The first paragraph tells you what's in it, what's – you know, what it's for – the second paragraph tells you why it's recommending it, why the software is recommending it based on the answer you provided it. And the third paragraph is some of those 10,000 peer-reviewed third-party studies that back up the recommendation. So that's the science behind it. You can actually cut and paste and look up those you know, articles if you that's want. That's pretty cool. Well, we've got a couple minutes left. I'm going yeah. to avoid some of the normal questions that I would ask, but I like, I like to end it with this. Most of us read books. So we listen to podcasts. We, we have things that we like. So I'm completely switching gears on you. Are there any sure. books, podcasts, or uh, blogs or anything that you like to read that you recommend to other people, whether it's health-related, spiritual, uh, marketing, anything like that that you'd like to drop on the audience for us today? Sure. One of my favorite books, um, probably in my, I guess my top 10 would be uh, Man's Search for Meaning okay. by, um, now I can't remember the name of the author. But Man's Search for Meaning. Um, another book that I like, obviously, is uh, James Allen's uh, – no, As a, As a Man Thinketh, James Allen. It's a real you know, thin book, but it's very, very deep and profound. Um, another book that I really like, and I actually use this in my practice, is Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol K. Truman. Okay. This is an excellent book to address emotional imbalances and how emotions can affect your health. Uh, there's a lot of research behind that. Bruce Lipton did a lot of stuff oh, nice. like that. I know Doctor uh, Doctor Chopra, Deepak Chopra, talks a little bit about you know a lot about that too. Some of the leadership books I've been reading lately are John Maxwell's books. I've got this book I'm reading right now, Twenty One Irrefutable Laws of yeah. Leadership by John Maxwell. So I like that one as well. He's got a lot of good ones. There's a lot of them out there, so. Personal development books. Um, I like a lot of, you know, books that I just talked about. Those are probably some of the ones I go to. You don't hear John Maxwell a lot, but he's he's got a yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah, he does. He's got a ton. He's written over seven wow. books, I think. Yeah, he's good. He's good. I think I read one of his books on Power of Positivity or something like that, and it sounds cheesy, but um, it was really it was it was enjoyable. And I kind of after I read it, I was like, huh, all right, I learned something. Not going to reread that every now and then and, and yeah. just refocus. So it was good. Uh, last fun question for you. We all love our cell phones. Sure. Do you have any favorite apps 
besides like Instagram or whatever that uh, you just love to play with and, and find you wasting time on? It could be a, a productive thing too. Um, I, that, that's funny that you ask. I only have one game on my phone <laughs> and I have words with friends. Actually, I have the second version now. That's the only one I ever, you know, sit and waste time on. But I would say, you know, as far as apps go, Again, the social media apps, Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Brian Stanton. I'm on uh, Instagram, Dr. Brian Stanton. Feel free to look me up and follow me on there. Um, I know you already <laughs> do, but anybody who's listening or who's going to listen to this, not really. That's probably about That's it, fair. I guess. Yeah. I've got, got a ton of apps. It's just that those are probably the ones I spend the most yeah. time on. Every now and then I'll get somebody who says uh, like, like um, Blinkist or some random app that I, I, I use or I've never heard of. And you, you find it and you're like, oh, my gosh. This was amazing. This really helps me book plane tickets or something. So it's always a fun one. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I have a scriptural, I have scripture apps app that I, you know, obviously oh, refer to and stuff like that. But other than that, um, I use the, uh, it's one of the, I got two, actually. I got a Bible app, but I also have a um, LDS tools. Okay. I like that because it's a King James version of the Bible and they have uh, additional resources in okay. there as well. Very good. I think I went to a church one time and they had some like man version and it was like help you like memorize scripture and different things. And um, it was it was intense. It was it was good. Well, Dr. Stanton, I appreciate your time on the show. Uh, I know you got some patients to treat, so I really appreciate squeezing us in between and um, we'll definitely link. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. Yeah, we'll link everything you said in the show notes so that people can contact you, reach out, check out ID Life and uh, all that jazz. So uh, thanks again. I've got some new things to talk about. Of course, you can always review us. Give us that five-star review on wherever you listen. But I got four new t-shirts. You know, there's chiropractors, some of them that just like to adjust. There's some like me who do rehab and, you know, decompression and cold laser, things like that. And we call us straights versus mixers. So I created some mixed tour shirts. Uh, They're supposed to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. Hope you like them. Also, the Atlas I've removed the dins, so therefore, check that out. Maybe you'll like that better. Today's choice is Tomorrow's Health Book. Version 2.0 is now out. We got nerve stretches, optimal calorie counter calculators, a section on fasting, and a big old section on how to budget and try to get your financial life in order. All the things that I talk about all the time. It's over 100 extra pages, so get it now. Bonus, my new hot off the presses book. Needless Acupuncture, self-treatment guide for 40 common conditions is finally finished. It's been uh, in the works for quite a while. Stop the hurting with no needles or meds. Your roadmap to self-treat your conditions painlessly with needless acupuncture. It's got pictures. It has descriptions. It has, of course, the conditions. And I plan to have video tutorials soon. Just go to the website and check it out. Also on the website, look on the top right. All the social media icons are right there. Whichever you like to follow me on, click that button and say hello. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on adoptorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.